This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What's up, everybody? Once again, diving into the word. Hopeland Church, right here um, online, and we are in our series, Grace or grown folk and we are in part four so today we're going to talk about obedience oh obedience i know that's a word that's pretty strong it's in the bible many times and it can be abused by people that don't um have the right heart or approach toward it but we're going to talk about it with respect to grace for grown folk obedience so If you want to turn your Bibles, Romans chapter 1, verse 5, and um, I'm going to pray, and we are going to do this. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, for your holy word. We reverence it for what it is. We believe that your word, Lord, is infallible, inerrant. Lord, it is without fail and without error. So as we read it, study it, hear it, and preach it, Lord, we pray that we're changed by it because we believe that it is God-breathed, God-inspired, and your word has the power to transform us. So we open up our hearts to it. Lord, we don't approach your word like any other book. We don't approach it like any other text. We approach it for what it is. It is your holy word. And Lord, we thank you. We're gonna be changed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about obedience. Romans chapter 1, verse 5. Um, and it says, uh, Through him we have received grace. Somebody say, Grace. We have received grace and apostleship for obedience. We have received grace for obedience. We have received grace for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. I'm going to read it again. Here it is Romans chapter 1, verse 5. Through him, talking about Jesus, we have received grace. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Uh, and, and apostleship for obedience. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Through him, we have received grace for obedience to the faith. Obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. I'm gonna give you the definition of the word obedience and we're gonna, we're gonna jump into this. Obedience in the Greek, this is what it means. Submission to what is heard. If you're taking notes, you gotta take notes. You gotta know what this is. You gotta know what obedience is. It's all over the book. Genesis to Revelation, you're gonna find obedience. Um, um, And so obedience, submission to what is heard. Obedience as a response to someone speaking. So it's powerful. We're talking about the word of God. Uh, This refers both to an earthly voice and the Lord's voice, meaning God can speak through people and God is calling us to obey the word of the Lord. Not the word of man, not the word from man, but the word of God as it is, the word of God as it is, the truth, okay? Attentive hearkening, all right? And so as we talk about obedience, I want you to to know this. Obedience simply, by definition, is doing what God said, okay? Doing what God said, all right? It's not perfection. It's basically saying yes to what God is saying. Yes, Lord, I receive that, okay? So obedience, And, and, and grace is given to us for it. So here it is. I'm gonna give you three points right now. We're jumping right in. Here it is, first point. Grace happens, uh, sorry, growth happens 
when we choose to follow Jesus. That's when it starts. Um, that's obedience. When we, when we choose to follow Jesus, whether it's our initial step towards him or throughout our journey with him, and he calls us and he leads us and we, and we follow, grace, grace, growth happens when we choose to follow Jesus. I'm gonna say it again. Growth happens when we choose to follow Jesus, all right? Um, it's, it's willful, that's obedience. It's willful submission. It isn't forced, it's willful. Obedience is my choice. Obedience is not something God forces. Um, obedience is not something that people should enforce. Um, it's willful um, submission. Submission is not enforced. It is willful, willful submission to what is heard. The next point is this, grace empowers you to obey. Grace, because it says that grace has been given for obedience. We cannot obey God without grace. We cannot obey God because of our own ability. We, we, we obey God for two, two ways. Two ways we're empowered to, to grow. This is how growth happens. Grace comes and we say yes. You, you will begin to grow. When grace comes, you say yes to that, you're gonna grow. That's obedience, all right? So grace empowers you to obey. Here's the, here's the next one. Sorry, about empowers you to obey God. I'm gonna say it again. Point number two, grace empowers you to obey God. The per, here's the next one. The purpose of grace is obedience. Why? Through him, grace was given for obedience. So grace is given so we can live for God. Grace is given so we can obey God. So the purpose of grace is obedience. The purpose of grace is so we can walk in obedience to God. What God's law demands, his grace empowers us to live. I'll say it again. What the law of God, the perfection of God's word demands, grace has been given so we can live what God demands, okay? So great, obedience is a decision and fundamentally is an act of worship. It's a choice to honor God. Obedience is the only way to spiritual growth. Through him, grace has been given that we might obey, okay? That, that's what grace is for. It, it is given for that. Now, here we go. I'm gonna challenge you here now. I'm gonna come with a little bit of a challenge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna read this from my notes and I want you to take this. I want you to receive this, okay? Because when you mix Bible knowledge, church attendance, and ministry awareness with disobedience, you will find yourself in an environment of confusion and eventually deception. Okay, we're gonna talk about this because God does not give grace so we can have Bible knowledge. Bible knowledge is, is key to our growth, but it doesn't end there. God, grace is given according to Romans for obedience. It's so we can live a life, not just know things. The Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. We don't just want to know things. We, we, we don't, we don't want to just be aware of church life. We want to be obedient followers. That's the way God develops us and grows us. Okay. Why? Why is it that somebody could be all up in church and disobedient because uh, being around it doesn't mean you're living it, okay? So here we go, why? Because an authentic Christ follower is just that, an obedient follower. 
okay? One that is following through with what God has said to them. Obedience isn't just associating with religious slash spiritual environments and all the while living in willful sin and disobedience. I'm gonna say it again. Obedience isn't just associating with a religious or spiritual environment. Obedience is living personally what God has said, all right? Why, and how do we, how do we, how can we say like that when that happens, it can bring you and put you in a place of confusion and deception because the Bible says God resists the proud but gives grace, grace to the humble, okay? The reason disobedience opens the door to deception is because our act of disobedience is resisting God or closing the door on God. Okay, uh, we, we are actually turning from God himself when we choose to not follow through what God is telling us. We, 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 are, we are actually turning from God. And, and when, we, when we shut the door on God, we're left with ourselves and whatever other issue we have. Okay, so one, one thing we never wanna do as a Christ follower is, is when he's telling us, leading us on that next step and we shut the door on God, but we still associate with a religious environment, we are opening the door to deception because God isn't truly present um, in our heart and our life. We have, the Bible says he resists the proud, but gives grace grace to the humble. It's possible, it is possible, okay? I told you I was gonna challenge you. It's possible to have an appearance of Christianity, but in our hearts, be in willful opposition to God's leading. This is why grace is given for obedience. And this is why obedience is so powerful for our spiritual growth. Because when we say yes to God's leading, we, 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 we will begin to grow, okay? So here it is. Here's my next point. I'm giving you a lot here uh, just from the jump. But growth happens in the environment of obedience, I'm gonna say it again. Growth happens in the environment of obedience. If we want to grow in our walk with God, we must take the next step of faith on what God is leading us to do personally. That is where growth is gonna happen. So I encourage you, church, take the step of faith on what God is saying and what he's, and what he's leading you to do even right now. Growth happens in the environment of obedience. Growth happens in the environment of obedience. Grace for Grown Folks, part four. Grace for Grown Folk, part four. Growth happens in the environment of Obedience, John chapter seven, verse 17. Let's go. John chapter seven, verse 17. It says this, if anyone, this is it right here. This says it all. This is Jesus talking. John 17, 17. Sorry, John 7, 17. If anyone wills to do his will, somebody say obedience. Somebody say willful submission. If anyone wills, wills, my will, Sean's will, I choose. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. So, so from God's perspective, knowledge 
is not just head knowledge, not just the ability to read the Bible and 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 uh, cognitive, cognitively um, like um, ascertain what is written, um, but spiritual knowledge is actual action. Like it's you know knowledge in the Greek it means experiential knowledge. That is spiritual knowledge is not head knowledge. Your your mind is connected to it. You apply your mind to it. But if you want to grow in the knowledge of God, you are going to have to find yourself in an environment where you have said yes to Jesus. It is the only environment we grow in is when we step out. Peter was stretched in his knowledge of God when he got out of the boat and walked on water and found out where his faith really was. Am I right? So so here it is. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know. Meaning knowledge is secondary to action or it will come as a result of action. So your knowledge of God is gonna be the result of you taking a step of faith in your life. You taking a step of faith, you know, you taking that step of faith. You might be attending church for years, but you've never served. You need to take that step of faith. You need to take that next step. You you may be serving and you're faithful and loving God, but God say, man, I need you to carry some more weight now. I need you to, to bear some weight of leadership. I need you to disciple some people. I need you to pour into people, right? There's always a next step. We never get to this crescendo, this mountaintop-like condition of I have arrived to the spiritual peak. Of, you know, I am at the apex of my no, it is a journey. We are forever uh, going through valleys and mountaintops and we never arrive. This one thing I do, as Paul said, you know, I press towards the mark and I forget those things that are behind. I have not apprehended yet, but I press. So we are constantly growing. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. That's why deception happens in disobedience because um, and the opposite, that, 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 that revelation and knowing, knowing happens. Clarity is in obedience. Confusion and deception are in disobedience, okay? And, and in disobedience. So here we go. Um, when we obey, we find ourselves in an environment where there is supernatural understanding, counsel, and wisdom. This, John chapter 17 says that, okay? Obedience is the doorway to revelation. Revelation, Greek word, means to take the covers off. To know, to see. You know, uh, Ephesians chapter one says, you know, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We don't receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation just by simply reading the Bible. That is part of it. But if you have no action, if there is no application in your life, you will not grow, right? Faith without works is dead. Meaning a confession of faith without action is, is dead. It, it, it's not living. It's, it's, it's religious. It's not revelation. So when we read and we um, uh, take in a bunch of information and do nothing with it, we are being religious. When we read the word and we take action, that is where you find revelation. How many of you out there, we don't want religion, we want revelation, but revelation requires us to take action, all right? So spiritual growth comes by way of spiritual revelation, right? Spiritual growth, 
comes by way of spiritual revelation, not intellectual assent. Uh, we want to retain and apply our mind and learn things, and, and that is part of it, but true spiritual growth happens because of spiritual revelation, and spiritual revelation doesn't come until we take a step, because Jesus said, if you will to do his will, you shall know the doctrine. You aren't going to know doctrine. You aren't going to truly know what the word is saying and speaking by the Spirit of God if we simply read it and not do it. We must read it and do it. Amen? And so, so, so to acquire revelation, one must be obedient. This is the thing. For God to transform a life, he needs a life, right? Uh, it's how God operates. Um, Jesus came and gave his life. He's our model. He said, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What is he saying? If you want to follow me, it's giving your life. It isn't learning about him. It's giving your life for him and the purposes of God, right? Psalm 119, okay? 119, okay? Verse 100. Psalm 119, verse 100. It says, I understand. Somebody say understanding. Say understanding, say knowledge, say revelation. I understand more than the ancients. Why? Because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. Understanding comes because of obedience. Some people say, man, I just really, I just really deal with a lot of confusion. I just don't understand what God is doing. I just, I just can't see what's going on. And I'm reading my Bible and I'm going to church and I'm praying, but I just don't know. I can't see nothing. I don't understand what's going on. I'm confused. It could be that you haven't taken that next step of obedience in your walk with God. Amen. It can be that you have not taken the next step of obedience in your walk with God because understanding and counsel and wisdom and revelation are always, 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 always on the road of obedience. In my life and in my walk with God, those moments where I took a step of faith, man, there was, it felt like an unlimited resource of revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And I, even when I met my wife, my wife now, when I met her, uh, and I was taking a step of faith to pursue her. I really believe that was literal. It was my desire. I was all about it. But it was literally my next step in my walk with God. It was a step of faith. And when I began that relationship with her, um, before we got married and just pursued that, so much revelation, so much insight. God was all up in the equation. I got clarity about my next step, clarity about ministry, clarity about where to live, clarity about what to do. She got clarity about her next step. I mean, just revelation, understanding. It was coming through people, through preaching, through her family, through my friends. I mean, it was just like, man, why? Because I willed myself to do his will and here comes insight, revelation, and understanding. God is present to speak, to give you insight in everything you need, but he is waiting in an environment called obedience. All right? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Here we go. 
But the path of the just is like the shining sun. Here we go. Now we're talking spiritual here, right? It's bright. Lights are on. Bible says the entrance of his word brings light. Jesus is the light of the world, right? His word is light. So check it out. That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day, right? The righteous. The, on the path of obedience, man, the lights are on. Okay, when we disobey, the lights get turned off. The Bible talks about how there's people in the world, they're groping about in darkness. Um, uh, you know, consciously or otherwise, they're in an environment of disobedience. You get over in obedience, the light gets turned on. You start seeing stuff. You start seeing its clarity. Look at verse 19, Proverbs chapter four, verse 19. The way of the wicked is like darkness. There we go. Disobedience is darkness. They, they do not know. They do not know what makes them stumble. That Why? Because disobedience. I'm talking about grace for grown folk. If you want to grow, you got to get in obedience. That's where the lights are on. That's where there's clarity. That's where there's insight about your marriage, about your future, about your ministry, about your soul, about your, about your finance. I mean, it's on the road of obedience. Come on, we're some kingdom people up here in Hopeland Church. And obedience will place you in an environment of revelation and insight. Let's do this. Let's get in to the environment of obedience and watch God's grace move in your life. All right, so just to encourage you as we um, dive into this um, even some more, is that once again, obedience isn't that I'm perfect. It's not that I'm super spiritual. It's just that I said yes to God's last thing, to the last thing God told me, you know? And so even as you take a step of faith and step out in obedience, God's grace is there. It's God does his work when we are his his best work in our lives when we simply say yes to Jesus. Um, that is where he moves and operates, okay? And so just like Proverbs chapter four, verse 19 says, the way of the wicked is like darkness. Can't see, confused, um, don't know what's going on. In anxiety and fear because there, there, there's no, there's the light isn't there, you know? There, the, 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 the grace isn't in that environment. Um, but when we humble ourselves and say yes, he gives grace to the humble. So check this out, Romans chapter one, um, verse 21. And it's talking about people living in sin. So I just want, want to show you this, it, it, people living in disobedience. It says, because although they knew God, they knew him, it's wild. Uh, because many people that are in deception at one point were walking in truth because the devil uses truth to deceive people. That's how he does it. He, he, he manipulated the word in the wilderness to Jesus. That's what his, he used. His tool of deception is the truth and he twists it, okay? That's why there's so many people that are, that are caught up in deception and cults and stuff that is just unscriptural and not of God. And at one point they were in church. Why? The devil used truth to deceive them. And I'm here to say that obedience is the safest place to be because it's where God's grace is. It's where truth is. When we refuse to obey, we make ourselves vulnerable to the voice of the enemy. Darkness, confusion, and, and evil starts to work in our lives. But here it is, verse 21. Romans chapter one, verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. 
Somebody say disobedience. Nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. They got caught up here. Instead of living it, they got caught up in their head. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Darkness, okay? So disobedience is the doorway to deception, okay? Now, some of you might say, well, am I supposed to take this job or this other job? And if I take this one, am I in disobedience? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about uh, you. Sometimes people, in the, the goodness of their heart, they will overcomplicate this. When I talk about obedience and or disobedience, I'm talking about two main things here. Here we go. I'm gonna give this to you. One is obedient to the word of God as far as the character of Christ and Christ's likeness toward people. So when I harbor unforgiveness and I refuse to forgive, I'm in disobedience, okay? When, when, when I reject, when, when I, because of my issues, choose to reject people and ostracize them and alienate them, that is a sin. And when God puts his hand on that and convicts you, you gotta repent, you gotta become obedient, repent of that and, and make a choice to treat people with love and acceptance and, and all that. So we're talking about what the scripture would plainly say as, as, as Christ-like behavior, the fruit of the spirit and all that. Obedience is living the word. And this, it said like not being thankful. So if, if you find yourself getting lost and vexed in complaining, in murmuring, in, in, in all that, that, that is an environment of disobedience and darkness will come in. You are opening the door. Now, you may have a moment, repent from it, turn from it, get over in obedience and be thankful, right? That, the Bible even says plainly that being thankful is the will of God. So, so there are things you can intentionally and, and, and specifically do that are flat out in the will of God. Being thankful, giving God praise, um, you know, uh, um, choosing friends that are going to challenge you in your walk with God, that, that is obedience, okay? So we're talking about Christ-like behavior, being obedient to what the word says for us to do. If you do it, you're going to know, right? It's going to, it's going to, the, 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 the path of the righteous, it shines brighter until the full day, okay? So the light is there, the freedom is there, and all that. And then here's the other part of obedience, is when God is specifically calling you to in a direction. When he called Abram, he said, come out of your country, your kinsmen, your, 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 your culture, you know, come out. And the Bible says he went out, not knowing where he's going, and he moved, it was, it was an action in his journey. So I'm talking, obedience, once again, two things, living what the word says, Christ-like character, the fruit of the spirit, Right. The second thing is, and and is uh, when we when God is calling us to do something, calling us to take a step in our walk, calling us to serve, calling us to lead, calling us to pray for somebody. That right there is obedience as well. Okay. So disobedience opens the door to confusion. Okay. So look at let's look at this. James chapter three verse sixteen. James chapter 3, verse 16 says, for where envy and self-seeking exist. Self-seeking, somebody say disobedience. Confusion and every evil thing are there. So self-seeking puts you in an environment of confusion, okay? 
So, and self-seeking puts you in an environment where evil is operating, darkness, okay? So self-seeking brings confusion into our lives. For God to work his divine purpose in a life, he needs a surrendered life, okay? Obedience, as I said before, is the environment where God does his best work in our lives. God, you know, when a, when a human chooses God's way, it ushers in divine purpose. When a human chooses will, God's way, it ushers in divine purpose, all right? Bible says even Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. So, so, so Jesus um, learned as a man in the earth, learned obedience as a man, as, as he walked with God, okay? Um, and, and obedience, the Bible says, is better than sacrifice. When King Saul took what God said to basically destroy and God said, why, you know, basically, you know, you were supposed to destroy that. He's like, no, it's all good because I gave it to God as an offering. I gave it to God as a sacrifice. But the, he didn't obey. He didn't obey. The Bible says in that, in that context of that scripture that obedience is better than sacrifice um, and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So his disobedience, even though he spiritualized it, put him in an environment of witchcraft. It was a demonic environment. It was an evil environment. And he tried to justify it and say, oh, it was for the Lord, right? And so why is obedience better than sacrifice? Sacrifice has its place. Bible says we give a sacrifice of praise. Um, sacrifice is all throughout the word. But why is obedience better than sacrifice is because obedience is us responding to what God is saying. It doesn't originate with us. It doesn't, it, it doesn't come from us. We respond to it. So obedience in the kingdom of God and walking with God is pure and divine. The, the word that God is telling you, the word that you're reading, that he's calling you to obey, that is better than sacrifice because sacrifice is something as Saul did, King Saul did, he did something quote unquote for God, but there was, there was manipulation and an ulterior motive in it. So sacrifice is something that comes from me to God and that can be tainted at times. That can be unclean. That it's possible to serve in church and have a nasty attitude towards people and say, well, I'm serving the Lord. I was the first one here. I've been serving, I've been serving in this church for years, right? That is not right. That's disobedience. But obedience is when God speaks to you and you say, yes, Lord. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So like I said, I want us to really get this, the difference between sacrifice and obedience. Um, one's better than the other, according to the word. Obedience um, is better than sacrifice. And, and I'm gonna read this from my notes, okay? So, so because sacrifice is something that comes from me to God, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that because that is part of our walk. But, the, but this is why obedience is better. And, and, and I can manipulate that. I can manipulate it. I can. In my own mind and towards people, I can manipulate it, okay? 
I can justify and, and, and I can justify uh, a, a wrong motive in what I bring to God, right? I can justify a horrible attitude, but I serve more than anybody else. I can justify a horrible attitude because of what somebody else did that wasn't right, right? I, 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 can, I can justify, um, you know, something I bring to God. So, so what I bring to God can be, it can be, here it is. What I bring to God, Sean, or you, any person, can be at its foundation, humanistic, self-centered, and carnal. Why? Because it comes from me. And it starts with me. Um, and so that is why when I'm talking about obedience is so powerful because it's coming from God to me and I am responding to it. Obedience will place you in the environment of grace for your life. Um, uh, Pedro was just sharing with me when we took a little break here about Abraham when God said, go sacrifice your firstborn up on that mountain. <laughs> Somebody say obedience. Uh, and he did. Or he took the steps to do it. I mean, he tied that kid down, got the knife out, and he looked, and there was a ram in the thorn bush. And God's like, and that's where the term for God, one of his names, uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, and the Bible says that the Lord will provide on the mountain, and and he sacrificed that lamb, then they both came down the mountain, right? Uh, Isaac was preserved, God was testing him, but this is the point, that there was grace, but he had to obey to experience it, all right? To experience it in his journey, this level of grace. The Bible says we grow in grace. I'm not talking about saving grace and God extending him. So yes, but when we obey, I'm telling you, if you draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. If you humble yourself, he'll give you grace. So, so this great, there is a grace on your journey that is waiting on you in your future, in a situation, in your walk, God's grace, but it requires the step of faith and obedience to get there just as Abraham did when he went up on the mountain to sacrifice Isaac, amen? So obedience is something that comes, I'm, I'm gonna reiterate this, I'm kind of repeating myself, but I really want us to get this. Obedience in the word and to God is something that comes from God to us, meaning, meaning obedience is a response by definition to what God has said, whether it's written or by revelation or, or prophetic utterance, it is a response to what God has said. And when you say yes and respond favorably to what God is saying, you will experience the supernatural grace of God in your life, all right? So the, um, we respond to his calling, okay? This is obedience. We respond to his desire, right? The, the, like I said in the beginning, fundamentally, obedience fundamentally is an act of worship, okay? It's, a, it's an act of honoring God. And I told my wife this morning before I came here, I said, 
I said, I was talking to my wife in the kitchen and, uh, cause that's what we talk. We talk in the kitchen. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, uh, babe, there's one thing that you're going to get as a result of marrying me. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I hooked this lady up, you know what I mean? I mean, I've been good to her, okay? But there's one thing, um, and she's done far more for me than I can do for her. But uh, there's one thing she's going to get, and I told her, I'm going to obey God. And she's like, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's one thing she's going to get. You married to me, we're going to follow God. It might take you a minute to catch up, but I'm going to step out. And we're going to do what God's called us to do. We're going to be in obedience. And I'm telling you, time and time again, saying yes to pastor and Hopeland Church, saying yes to serve, saying yes to, to lead and, and to jump into the kingdom and what I'm called to do. Man, I mean, it's been a step of faith. Hasn't always been easy, but I'm telling you right now, we're going to obey God. And as a result of obeying God, there's always grace in obedience. All right. So, so the origin of obedience is the divine source. It, doesn't, it is not coming from man or through man. It is holy. It is pure. And we're responding to the infallible, um, inerrant uh, word of the Lord. It is a holy thing that we step into when we obey. So it, it is coming from a divine source. Thus, it is pure. It's undefiled and it's holy. That is why obedience is better than sacrifice. Here we go. Last scripture. Luke chapter one, verse 17. This is it. We're going to close here. Luke chapter one, verse 17. I don't know. I, I might've said a different verse, but here it is. This is the real one. Luke 1, 17. He will also, talking about Jesus, will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. This is talking about what Jesus' mission was, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Here it is. And the disobedience to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's why obedience is so important. It's where God prepares us for his return. It's where God prepares us for his coming. It's where God prepares us for us to get on the other side of this thing, all right? It is, it is what God desires to do in us is to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Praise God. So Father, I just pray for everybody today. I pray this word just um, just goes deep. I pray for impartation. I pray, Father God, for, for change, for transformation. I pray that this ignites God in their spirit, their heart, their soul. Lord, a fresh desire to say yes to God's leading, to say yes to God's word, to find themselves in the environment of obedience where grace is. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.